I will just say this boldly, there's not a lot of people that I don't think that I can't get a gun from. Mm -hmm. uh, same thing with you. I mean, I'm certain that you and Matt and some of your guys and any in our guys, I mean, there's this is what we're trained to do, right? Um, there's just this um, misconception, I think, even among law enforcement that there's that, you know, that they're, I wouldn't say hands off or that there's not men like us walking around in our civilized society that have the capabilities that we have to do these things. And, um, you know, you and I talked in the past and we, we decided to hold that, that weapons retention class mm -hmm. here a while back. And um, Huge it was, success. It, it was, was a very good, it was very, very successful. But I think that even in that class that we held, there were some people that came in there thinking that Nah, they're not going to. They're not going to be able to get my weapon, or I'm going to be able to retain that weapon. And uh, I think we proved them wrong. Uh, not not with us being the aggressor, but just the average everyday person being the aggressor. Um, and I think that it opened a lot of people's eyes. And so I'm happy to hear you say that you know you don't support t teachers carrying weapons unless it's a substantially uh, you know rigorous training. Um, I personally don't think that the marshals program. Uh, which is 80 hours is enough. Um, you know, I know that there can be some add-ons, and listen, I'm not I'm not knocking it um, because I know in some cases, um, you know, some school districts that is their first line of defense is a teacher because of response time in some very remote East Texas, West Texas, or even North Texas areas. So I'm I'm not saying never. I'm just saying that if you're going to do it, you know, marksmanship alone is not enough. It, it, there has to be a certain component of that retention and it has to be rep uh, repetitive use or training uh, to uh, retain that weapon uh, so that you don't uh, make a mistake and allow someone to you know get the jump on you because you weren't paying attention right um, or you weren't properly positioning your body or your weapon hell I, I you know I can recall you know I'm sure you in the in the Marine Corps you probably have some stories too um, of not I can tell here. Well, then you can tell here, but <laughs> professionals that were negligent with their weapons. I can I can recall a time where um, you know partner and I were a, a tactical element to uh, it was then Senator Mitt Romney, um, and this made national news, so it's not anything that I'm sharing. But uh, Mitt Romney uh, was on his campaign, and it was cl getting closer to the election. So they started assigning presidential counter-assault team operators as a supplement to his, his campaign nominee uh, uh, section division or uh, detail. And so we were supplementing his detail and uh, you know, they, they come off the plane and press is usually corralled by what we call a press agent. And they, they kind of know to stay in line, right? Where to be, you know, so that they're not interfering with the operations. And uh, myself and this individual sat and watched um, on this arrival press come off the plane and they were like they were like cats everywhere you know and him and I looked at each other like man where is the press agent well the press agent had went to the restroom on the plane left the wep left their duty weapon in the restroom and you know of course the press being the press Someone goes in there, they see it, they take photos, they go out and tell their friends. The next one, next network goes in, takes photos, you know. 
So they all get their photos and then they d disclose, hey, uh, one of your agents left the weapon on the plane in the bathroom. This is a professional, a secret service agent, a professional. It happens to the best of people. Mm -hmm. um, I remember going through training and them saying, our instructors telling us, there's two types of people. There's those that have had negligent discharges and there's those that will. And I thought, oh, bullshit, that's not me. Sorry about my language, but uh, that's not me. That's not gonna happen. Well, guess what? It eventually happened to me also. And so, you know, I just think that the political climate in the state of Texas and in some more conservative areas is that it's easy to throw it out that, hey, we need to arm teachers. But there's not a whole lot of thought into, you know, the training uh, the mental state of that individual that, that goes into these conversations before they make these decisions or, or legislate this stuff. Um, so, care to elaborate? Well, yeah, I mean, that, you're, you're going down the path that I, that, that I see, right? right? The problems, right? I'm identifying them as, as you're talking. You know, I'm sitting here identifying all the problems with them. Um, and this training that we talk about, it, like you said, it needs to be more than 80 hours. Oh, yeah. And not only does it need to be more than 80 hours, but it needs to be renewed every year, okay? It has got to be something that, like you said, is repetitive, right? Um, and it needs to have an element of stress incorporated into it. It does. Yeah. You know, if you've, never, if you've never been under that kind of stress before, yeah. um, things change. Right, it, it, there's a physiological change that's going on in your body under stress. Yeah, you served in Iraq and Afghanistan. No, I just Iraq? served in Iraq. I did two tours in Iraq. Two tours in Iraq. So you you understand that level of stress. Yes. Can you explain to the audience um, what happens to your body uh, when you're under that tremendous amount of stress? Yeah, you're gonna have. Uh, there's gonna be some side effects to it. You're gonna have some auditory exclusion that's gonna take place. You know, you're, you're not gonna hear as well. Uh, fine motor skills are gonna start to diminish. Um, so, in other words, putting a key in a keyhole, things like that become difficult. Um, peripheral vision tends to narrow. You start to get tunnel vision. So, those are the kind of things that are gonna happen. And for a teacher to be in a classroom full of kids, right, with a firearm, and if something were to happen, that's those are the side effects that that teacher is gonna that they're gonna experience. And I think it's very, very dangerous to have someone untrained carrying a weapon under those type of conditions. Yeah, I don't want to beat a dead horse. I think everybody kind of knows where we are on this, is that we, we're not saying never, we're just saying it has to be done right. It has to be done right. Yeah. Designated people who are physically capable of doing it too. Yeah. Physical fitness matters. Yeah. Physical fitness matters how you handle stress. Absolutely, absolutely. I agree with that 100%. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, simple techniques, box breathing, you know, try to get you re relaxed. Um, those are things that they're not teaching in that 80 hour, 80 hour course. No. You know, um, I was saying earlier, my wife and I always, we kind of play this game. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a concealed carrier person or a person who uh, openly carries, which I think is just completely egregious. Um, that to me is the ultimate sign of someone who probably should not be carrying a gun. Uh, they're carrying it for the wrong reasons. If you've got to let everybody know that you're carrying a gun, you probably should reconsider what you're doing. It's almost like you're out there looking for trouble. Yeah, and so that's for another conversation. But um, you know, concealed because a lot of the times people carry concealed. I I can pick it up from a mile away mostly. Uh, I'm sure you could too. But 
uh, even law enforcement, um, I think they get complacent. Uh, there's been several times where, you know, I've been in a restaurant and I've watched law enforcement officers come in and the way that they've positioned their weapon is terrible. I mean, it's right there for anybody to take. You know, you're sitting on a high bar stool. Your, your weapon is, you know, exposed to the public side. You're, you know, you know two hands into your, your hamburger or your, your tea or whatnot. I, I promise I could get that gun off, off that individual. And so those are things that, you know, I think even law enforcement needs to be consciously aware of. And the majority are. Mm -hmm. The majority are very conscious of that, but there are some that slip, and I've, I'm very observant and I pay attention.